This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Defense Department now has an option to reach the cloud from outside the continental United States. Postal Service says it can account for all of its employees on the Hawaiian island of Maui. And the Labor Department has uncovered more improper spending of COVID relief funds. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, August 24th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Labor Department has uncovered more improper spending of COVID relief funds. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The department estimates improper payments account for nearly 36% of pandemic unemployment assistance spending between March 2020 and September 2021. The department stood up the program for self-employed individuals who weren't eligible for regular unemployment benefits at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Labor Department paid out $131 billion in assistance in 2020 before it put stronger identity verification measures in place. Jory Heckman Federal News Network. The Defense Department now has an option to reach the cloud from outside the United States. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Military services and defense agencies needing access to cloud services outside the continental United States now have an option in Hawaii. The Defense Information Systems Agency initiated a test of its Stratus platform at Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam. This is also working with the DOD CIO and the Special Operations Command to launch a second OCONUS cloud option through the Joint Operational Edge Initiative. The JOE will provide platform and infrastructure as a service instances through the Joint Warfighting Cloud Capability, or JWCC, effort. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. A new House bill aims to shore up the cybersecurity of government contractors. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Federal Cybersecurity Vulnerability Reduction Act of 2023 would require contractors to adopt vulnerability disclosure policies. The bill was introduced this week by South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, chairwoman of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee's Cybersecurity, Information Technology, and Government Innovation Subcommittee. Vulnerability disclosure allows outside security researchers to report computer bugs to organizations so they can quickly address them. Agencies have been required to have vulnerability disclosure policies in place since 2020. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. A federal union's calls for diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility at the Environmental Protection Agency are getting support in Congress. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. A group of House lawmakers is encouraging both EPA and the American Federation of Government Employees to negotiate in good faith for their collective bargaining agreement. They're particularly focused on a newly proposed article on DEIA that could make its way into the contract. The push from Congress comes after EPA announced a partial impasse in negotiations over their proposed DEIA provision back in May. In ongoing negotiations, AFGE Council 238, which represents 8,000 EPA workers, is calling for DEIA training for employees and an elimination of what it says is implicit racial bias in the agency's hiring process. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Justice Department's latest effort to go after COVID-19 fraudsters has netted 371 defendants charged with federal crimes worth more than $836 million. 
The total now stands at $1.4 billion over the last 18 months, thanks to the efforts of the COVID-19 Fraud Enforcement Strike Force. Many of the cases and more than 700 enforcement actions involve charges related to pandemic unemployment insurance benefit fraud and fraud against the two largest pandemic small business administration programs, the Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury Disaster Loans. The Justice Department also launched two new strike force teams in Colorado and New Jersey to continue the recovery effort. The Air Force will begin a $1.6 billion construction and renovation project of its dormitory housing and child care facilities at 61 installations across the country. The Dorm Response Program will fund 170 permanent dormitory projects over the next four years, prioritizing large renovations and design projects to create housing for single airmen and guardians. The service currently has a shortage of child care availability for its families, so the project will also include 19 new child care development centers. A health care facility outside of Chicago that operates for both the Defense Department and the Department of Veterans Affairs could be a test case for solving network interoperability issues that persist across the DOD. As the only facility to serve both DOD and VA patients, the Lovell Federal Health Care Center has two network systems that don't work together. The Pentagon brought in IT specialists to solve the problem, and they expect to have the networks interoperable by the end of the year. Leaders from both organizations say the improvement is critical for the rollout of electronic health care records in the coming months. The lead U.S. cyber agency is calling for artificial intelligence companies to secure their systems. In a new online post, cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency officials write that manufacturers of AI systems must consider the security of the customers as a core business requirement. CISA officials say AI, like other software, must be secure by design. The call from the cyber agency comes as policymakers, Congress, and the general public wrangle with how to ensure security as companies roll out large language models and other AI systems. The Postal Service says it can account for all of its employees on the Hawaiian island of Maui following the devastating wildfires in the town of Lahaina. USPS says several employees lost their homes, while others report their homes were damaged by the fires. USPS says one post office in downtown Lahaina was destroyed and will not reopen for the foreseeable future. USPS reopened its main post office in Lahaina last weekend, but has not yet resumed retail operations. The Federal Executive Board community is honoring a couple of its local board members. Michael Horvath from the Pittsburgh FEB is taking home the 2023 FEB Chair of the Year Award. And Marcus Forte from San Antonio's FEB earned the title of 2023 FEB Executive Director of the Year. The awards are peer-nominated and organized through the Office of Personnel Management, which oversees all 28 FEBs that operate across the country. The local boards coordinate efforts to improve agencies' emergency preparedness, host trainings and workshops, and help organize the annual Combined Federal Campaign. OPM's Associate Director for Employee Services, Veronica Hinton, presented the two awards to the 2023 winners. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, August 24th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 